Good morning. How are you? I'm doing okay. Okay. Um, can I have you state your name for the record, please? Uh, Jackie Herndon. And could you spell your first name for the court reporter right here? Uh, well, they call me Jackie. It's really Jacqueline. Okay. Which one? You can, which one do you feel more comfortable? Jackie. Jackie. Is that how it sounds? J-A-C-K-I-E? That is correct. Okay. How do you spell your last name? Herndon. H-E-R-N-D-O-N. Okay. And, um, Ms. Herndon, what is your relationship to Lance Herndon? He was my son. Okay. And how many children do you have? One. I had one. Lance was your only son? That was it. Okay. And when was Lance born? Uh, 4-4-55, April 4th, 1955. Okay. And where was he born? He was born in New York. Okay. And um, can you tell me at what point in time uh, did he come to Atlanta? I think he came to Atlanta around about 1979, and that's an approximate date. Okay. Do you know about how old he was at that time? He well, if he was born in 55, 75, he had to be like about 27, 28, okay. thereabouts. I don't know the math. I'm just okay. on top of my head. All right. And how about Lance's undergraduate education? Okay, well, he graduated from public school, junior high school, um, graduated from uh, high school, Westinghouse High School. Uh, he did very well. He always had good grades and uh, was recognized. Then he went to a LaGuardia Community College in New York and uh, got, got good grades there. And then uh, he went to business school, Baruch, which is uh, Sunny State University of New York. And Baruch is a business school where he got his uh, Bachelor of Science, Computer Science degree. Okay. Uh, can only you all hear? Can you hear me? Okay. Now, um, where do you live right now? Now, under 100 River Terrace Point, Roswell. Okay. And at what point in time did you come to Atlanta? I came to Atlanta. I retired uh, December 31, 1991. Okay. And you moved to Atlanta shortly after that? Yep. Okay. Now, how far is your house from Lance's house? Right about what used to be Lance's house? Uh, about seven to eight minutes, ten at the most. Okay. And can you describe your relationship with your son prior to his death? Oh, good son. Very good relationship. He was my friend. We were close. Uh, we went places together, you know, uh, he would go to meetings, you know, and since I didn't really have like a full-time job, I'd just go with him, you know, just... Just take me along. Right. Mm -hmm. Did you also do some work for your son? Uh, yes, I. when I retired, I retired at age 60, and I worked for him part-time, uh, three days a week, from about 10 to 4, 35 o'clock, you know, to supplement my income until I was old enough to get Social Security. And Lance would give you money for that? Uh, yes, he paid me just on salary, like everyone else he paid. How much did he pay you? Okay, being I got mom. okay. Well, be my mom. <laughs> this month. Uh, he paid me approximately about five hundred dollars every other week. I got about a thousand dollars a month. We got paid every other week. Okay. Now, were you familiar at all with your son's business? Uh, yeah. Well, basically, what I did on the job wasn't too technical. I did a lot of proofreading and editing. I did filing of the resumes. Um, well. That was about it. Uh, I didn't really, you know, that much involved, but I wrote all the checks, uh, personal and business. I kept a ledger, you know, form like that, and um, 
called the banks and I did the payroll. We had a professional payroll company, but I would get the uh, contractors hours, you know, make sure they were correct, add them up, and if there was any problem, I would call them, and basically make sure the payroll was on time. Okay. And when they came, uh, he signed the checks and I put them in envelopes and mailed them out. Okay. Can you tell the jury just a little bit about what kind of business did Lance have? Uh, he had a computer consulting business. And what was the name of the company? Nasa um, turned and doing business as Access Incorporated. Okay. Now, where was the actual location of the business? Where did you go to perform your task? I came through the door and went downstairs. It was in the lower level, the last level. Okay. And is that uh, Mr. Herndon's home? Oh uh, yes, it is. Okay. And. Uh, can you describe for the jury how was the home set up in relation to where his personal quarters were versus where the business was located? Okay, the business was down on the last level. When you walked into the house, you came in where there was the living room, dining room, the master bedroom, and the kitchen, and then there was a sunroom, and then there was decks, and then they had a staircase going down, and that's basically where I worked, which was the entertainment room. And the entertainment room had like a long bar, and I call it my desk because I used to work there, and it had three chairs, mm -hmm. and then it had a big couch, a big TV, and then it was the baby's room, my grandson's room, and then it was the uh, nana's, you know, the nana's room there, and um, uh, some kind of a hall closet, you know. Christmas stuff, boxes and stuff like that. Then there was another stairway that went down there. And when you went down that stairway, that's where the office was. And the office was, you know, one big office and it had a bathroom and it had a kitchen, a little small kitchenette. And uh, it had another office where the other people worked like that. And a closet for supplies, basically. Okay. Other than yourself, who else worked for Mr. Herndon at that time? Uh, Zanya and Holly. And... Um, Okay, and they're both here today? Uh, yes, they are. Okay, you saw them outside? Uh, yes, I did. Okay, now, let me ask you this. Do you know whether or not Mr. Herndon had any cars right before his death? Cars? Cars, vehicles. Oh, yes, oh, yes, he liked cars, always did. Uh-huh, you want me to tell you about kind? Please. Okay, he had a Porsche, uh, he had an older Jaguar, like 84 Jaguar black. Uh, he had his um, everyday car, which was the Volvo. Okay, was a Volvo 850. I don't want to be going too far. I just know a Volvo. That's I, going too far for you. Uh -huh, yeah, I don't get into okay. the numbers. I don't know. Okay. How about a Mercedes Benz? Uh, yeah, I saw that car. Can yep. you describe it for me? Silver. It was a two door, four door. Four door. Okay. Did he drive that car often? Uh, I know when he when I when he first got it, he bought it by for me to see. He thinks I like cars like he does. Uh, you know, he bought it by to the house. You know, drove that mall. Look at the car. I said, yeah. You know, like that, and said it does this. It has this. I said, okay. You know, um, and that was about it. And the next time, you know. Okay. Mm -hmm. That was the only time you saw him drive it, or. Um. But that's when he bought it to the house, and I know he. You know, like that. But I first saw it, you know, was when he first got it, I guess, when I came to work. It was, you know, wasn't in the, it was in the driveway. It wasn't in the garage anywhere. It was just like behind Zanya and Holly's car, you know, just kind of like parked there. Okay. And I made mention you know, about the car. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about the state of your son's business 
after his death. Okay? Yes? Yes. Okay. okay. And I want to ask you, did you have anything to do with your son's estate after his death? Uh, yes, after he died, I was named executrix of his estate. Okay, and so you were familiar with the financial conditions of not only his personal life, but his business life? Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay, can you tell the jury what was the status of his personal financial situation at the time of his death? Well, uh, I didn't find this out until after I became executrix and, you know, and was appointed. And uh, we had some payroll records, you know, to people, contractors to pay. And we couldn't sell anything or do anything until I was legally named. And at that point, I found out that there wasn't really any money there uh, like that. And we couldn't really meet the payroll uh, like that. But uh, he had the um, one of the cars up for sale already. And uh, with that money, uh, as soon as we could, you know, because contractors don't like to wait for their money, we just I just put it in my account, made the checks out to them, and just paid them. Okay. what I did. Mm -hmm. but, but basically, it wasn't a whole lot. It wasn't money like that. Okay. Did that surprise you? Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It really did. Why did it surprise you? Well, because I write checks every day and everybody was getting paid every day who's having bills. You have them, you pay them. You know, so it was like, I guess it was coming in and going out uh, like that. And um, I didn't have to go over anything. My job wasn't that you know, to find out, you know, how he was doing financially, you know, everybody was getting paid. That was basically it. Okay. How about the business accounts? Uh, the business accounts, well, while he was still living and everything like that, we were paying everybody on time or whatever. You know, like I said, basically, I just wrote the checks like that. I didn't go into the accounting or the finance or whatever like that. I just made the checks out. Was Mr. Herndon in debt? Well, we found out later, yes. How much debt was he in? Well, uh, we went to get a, um, well, first of all, after I was named executrix, you know, and we got rid of the cars, you know, for the money things, you know, so we could start and sell them houses or whatever he had, you know, to get some money in uh, like that. Uh, we needed for the business, you know, we thought we could get a line of credit, you know, with uh, Nations Bank. And when we got there, we found out he already had a line, a line of credit, you know, which we had to pay off. And that really surprised us. And that was our first idea you know, inclination that something was not right like we thought it was. What was the amount of that debt? Uh, okay, now, hey, you're getting, I want to I want to say like about, it had to be like about 428,000, and that's not exact, but that's okay. somewhere along there, I would think. All right. What happened to the business after his death? Well, uh, after his death, that like that uh, basically was just Zonya and I and um, Janine. We were all you know working you know just to keep together you know like that because the contractors had you know contracts didn't expire yet. So basically, we just uh, after money started coming in, we paid them. We tried to run it as best we could, but without him there and doing any network, it wasn't going anywhere. So basically, our situation was just do the best with it. You know, we won't go for bankruptcy. We'll just let it leave it alone. Let it die itself. So basically the business just died out. We just let it die, yeah. It just died out. It just died out. We didn't get any new business, so therefore it just died out. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was your son a good businessman, to your uh, knowledge? Yes. Okay. And did he receive any awards? He received quite a few awards from Fulton County. Uh, 
even on higher levels, you know, he was recognized, you know, by various presidents for being an entrepreneur of the year. Uh, he was also mentioned in Fortune 500, you know, I don't know what number, but coming up there just for doing work, you know, for being an aggressive business person like that. Okay. And also he received a lot of community awards, you know, like the Butler Street Museum, something like that. And uh, Okay. Was he known to help people? Very much so. Very much so. He was a giving person. He, he, he really believed in giving back to the community or something and things like that. He, um, he belonged to the Black Data Processing Association or something like that. And even in his honor after he died, they gave him, uh, him an award. Uh, what they give to the kids, the inner city kids, is computers like that because he used to buy computers, you know, for a kid, you know, if they did well, uh, you know, just as part of his uh, business activities. That's what he would do. Okay. Now, were you familiar with your son's routine regarding work? Well, I know How that, he worked during the course of the day. Okay, the course of the day. Well, I didn't get there until 10 o'clock, but I know he would get up early. You know, I was, you know, like 4 or 5 o'clock or something like that. He was an early riser mm -hmm. or something like that because he always said he'd get more business done in the early hours because he says regular hours, everybody's on the phone, everybody's talking, everybody's getting busy. He said he can get himself together and okay. be prepared for the day if he starts early enough. He was an early riser? Yes, he was. Okay. Now, who is Janine? Janine is my daughter-in-law. Okay. And you call her your daughter-in-law, but at the time of Mr. Herndon's death, they were not married. Uh, that's correct. Okay. They had a divorce earlier January day uh, of 96. Okay. And did Mr. Herndon have any children? Yes, he has one son. How old was he at the time of your son's death? Uh, probably four and a half. Okay. What's his name? Uh, Harrison. Okay. And where did that name Harrison come from? It comes from his grandfather's name and from his father's name. They always used the middle name. Harrison is also... John Harrison. Yeah, John Harrison was his grandfather, but they called him Jay Harrison. They don't okay. call him John. Did you have a chance to see your son interact after the divorce with Janine and Harrison? Oh, yes, sure. And how would you describe their interaction? Very well. They very well. Very well, extremely well. Regardless of whatever was going through or something like that, they never wanted anything to interfere with Harrison. Never no strong words, nothing. Just everything was just A-OK -okay all the time. After the divorce? After the divorce. Okay. Very, very friendly. Okay. Let me ask you something, uh, Mrs. Herman. Um were you familiar with your son's uh, habit and routine regarding his personal hygiene? Oh. Oh, yes, he was very particular. He, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he like manicures, he's got his nails done or something like that. He's very clean. He exercised every day. He was almost a hypochondriac, I mean, to, you know, basically. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he didn't like to get a cough. He didn't like to get sick. I mean, he was always washing his hands. He didn't like to even touch Bob. I mean, seriously, he was to the extreme. To the extreme? Oh, yeah, I mean, to the extreme. Let me ask you this. Sure. Did Lance like barbecue ribs? Uh, yeah. He did? Yeah. How did he feel about getting the sauce on his hands? Uh, uh, no, he used a fork, a knife. 
He used a knife and a fork to eat. Did you bread. get it off the bones? He did not pick it up because he didn't want the stuff on his hands. Would you describe him as an organized man? Very organized. He had a um, calendar, I guess you'd call it, but the, he, could, he would pull up every day what he was doing, even into the future or what he was going to do. Uh, basically, he had a little file of what he was going to do at Harrison at age eight, I think nine or ten, we think we go to Africa. I mean, he was that organized. It was like day to day, and even on a daily basis, time thing, he said, Mom, I'm coming by, my ETA is this time, then he'll call me again. I'm in traffic. I said, Lance, stop calling me. I'll be here, but he was very on time, okay. all the time. Okay. Now let me ask you this. Uh, after the divorce with um, Janine, did you have an opportunity to meet Miss Ball? I was never introduced to her per, uh, formally, but I no. met her. But you met her? Yeah. Mr. Herndon never introduced you to Ms. Ball? No. Okay. Let me ask you this. Uh, do you know who Kathy Collins is? Uh, yes. How do you know Ms. Collins? Uh, I was introduced to Ms. Collins. And who introduced you to Ms. Collins? Uh, Langston. And how long have you known Kathy Collins? I first met Kathy Collins was, he had some kind of a affiliation with a recording studio. And uh, I think at that time my mother was visiting or whatever and went in two cars to this recording studio because I think she had made a demo tape. That was the first time I met her. I mean, went somewhere down Holcomb Bridge, Jimmy Carter to, to, to hear the tape. Okay. Suffice it to say, you've known Ms. Collins for a while. Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. Has she attended any functions in which you were also present? Uh, yes. Okay. And prior to Mr. Herndon's death, did he introduce you to anyone else? Well, not really. I mean, he had different, uh, I guess you call them temps down in the office. You know, they would come and work for a while. You know, naturally, if I'm down there working, I would have to be introduced uh, like that. But he never, you know, I think maybe one other time he introduced me to someone. I can't even remember the name okay. uh, like that one other time. Okay. He did introduce me to a young lady, but I don't know who he is. All right. Well, let's be clear. Okay. Uh, let me ask you this. How did he introduce Kathy to you? What did you understand her to be? Well, I just thought she was a friend. A friend? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you were never introduced to Miss Ball? Never. Okay. Have you ever had the occasion to speak with Miss Ball or to meet Miss Ball or to come into contact with Miss Ball? Uh, yes, I first came in contact with her uh, one summer day. She uh, showed up at my house uh, in Lance's uh, Bobo. Uh, like that and rang the bell and uh, as soon as I saw her, I said, well, you know, well, you know, who are you? And I said, you work for Lance, you're a friend, and I don't know what she replied uh, like that. But she said that uh, I just came for um, Harrison's, you know, he used to keep his uh, park toys, you know, in the place to take him to the park now and then. Mm -hmm. So we had a truck and a tractor or whatever, and a pail, mm -hmm. and he, that's what he wanted to go to the park. And so I said, well, I said, you know, I said, I don't have anybody to show up at my door. I said, I live by myself. I said, people usually call me, my sister, anybody calls me when they come to see me. And so Miss Ball stopped by, by unannounced? That is correct. Now, can you tell me, there were 
other occasions when you saw Miss Paul? Well, the other one, the time I saw, I can remember we were going to the world of Coke, you know, just before the Olympics opened, I think, uh, like that. And my girlfriend and uh, her granddaughter uh, went to Lance's house because Lance and Harrison and the four of us were all going to go down there. And when I drove up, uh, she, her car was, was in the garage. And uh, so as I was going in, she was coming out. And my words was, is my car in the way? And that was all. That was all? That was it. Was there another occasion? Well, the other occasion, I, I didn't get to speak to her. You remember this one? I just saw her. You saw her? I saw her. Okay. Tell the jury about when you saw Miss Barbara, but didn't speak to her. Okay. Well, the other time I was on my way to work, you know, I was driving and stuff like that, and I um, saw Lance was standing outside, and I could see that she was in the bins, you know, in the car, and uh, I was making a my way toward Lance, you know, to say, you know, good morning, like that, and I could see her behind the windshield, you know, looking disabled and crying or whatever, uh, like that, and then Lance just held his hand up like that, you know, indicating to me, not, this was another time, so I just turned around and went on downstairs and went to work. He said, Do you know what date that would have been? <clears throat> you don't know. I don't know the date. Okay. Did you talk to your son about that incident? Uh, yes, I did. I, I, I said, uh, I said, that's what's the problem, you know, like that. I said, you know, why is she so upset? I mean, I am a mother, you know, what, what's, what's going on? Why is she so upset? He says, I'll tell you later, like that, and he did. Okay. You know, so lunchtime or something like that. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me ask you this. I don't want you to tell me what Lance told you, okay? Mm -hmm. But as a result of your conversation with him, did you tell him something? Uh, yes, I did. Tell the jury what you told Lance after you had that conversation. After I had that conversation with him, I told Lance, I said, she is a fatal attraction. Yeah, the injunction asked that basically is being inflammatory. It has no relevance what she tells Lance. Her opinion of the witness is in it in this court. I have to disregard that. I sustain the objection. <coughs> Ms. Hunter, let me ask you. Um, on August the 7th of 1996, do you recall that day? Well, yeah, that was a Wednesday, and um, my mother was here uh, from New York, you know, visiting me, mm -hmm. uh, like that. And uh, I had, not that we didn't call it a dinner party, I was just cooking for people to eat that were there. Okay. And can you tell the jury, did you have an opportunity to see Mr. Herndon on the set that Wednesday? Yeah, he came by, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And do you know about what time he came by? Um, I would say like about seven, something like that, you know, give or take, something like that. Is that p.m.? Yeah, yeah, evening, yeah, we're talking evening. Okay, and he came to your home? Yeah, to my home, yeah. Okay, and were there other people at the home at that time? Yes. What was going on? Uh, well, like I said, my mother was there, uh, his grandmother had, well, his father's son, his grandmother had come in also. Uh, like that, and uh, my niece was down. She wanted to see about the Olympics, not go to it, but just for the festivities or whatever. And her granddaughter and my sister 
and her husband. And then later on, Janine came by. Okay. And uh, did you prepare food that night? Yes, I did. Did Mr. Herman eat that night? Uh, yes, he did. Do you recall what he ate? Um, I don't know. I don't, can't recall really what I cooked at this two and a half years later. Okay. But um, I can give it a stab. It could be the usual amount, maybe chicken, maybe fish cakes, and broccoli, carrots, you know, salad, rice, you know. Okay. Different thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, Lance's grandmother on his father's side, what is her name? Uh, Elva. Elver. Mm -hmm. Do you spell that E-L-V-E-R? E okay. And when did she come into town? On, I think she came on that Wednesday. I think my mother came on Tuesday and I think she may have came on, came on Wednesday. Okay. And what was the arrangement as to where she would spend her time here in Atlanta? Well, she was staying with Lance. Okay, she was going to stay with Lance? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, at his home? At his home. Mm -hmm. Okay. And on the evening of the 7th, the family was together at your house? Right. Okay, including Mr. Herndon, his grandmother, Elver. You also mentioned that Janine came by. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was that uncommon that Janine would participate in family functions like oh, that? Oh, no, always. It, I mean, it would have been uncommon if she was not there. Okay. How long did Mr. Herndon remain at your home that night? I, I think he must have left around about 8 o'clock. Okay. And where did you understand he was going? Home. Okay. Did he take Elber Herndon with him? Huh? No, he did not. The grandmother remained at your house? Yes, she did. Did she spend the night with you? Uh, no, she did not. What happened to Elva Herndon? Uh, Janine, you know, she had to take go home. Her and Harrison had to go home uh, like that. And she says, I'll drop off Miss Herndon at the house. Meaning Lance's house. Meaning Lance's house. house, yeah. On her way home, she would drop her off. Okay. You know about what time that was? Oh, that was around about 9 o'clock. Okay. Now, what did you do after that? Well, um, I really didn't clean the kitchen or anything because it was almost nine o'clock and it's time for, I was getting ready to look at a movie. Okay. And I was just thinking like, you know, if they go and I can get back and see the beginning, basically. Okay. That was it. Did you see or talk to Mr. Herndon anymore on the seventh? Did see who? Did you see or talk to your son anymore? on the 7th after he left your home? Oh, no, no. Mm -mm. Okay. Um, let me ask you, do you recall what he was wearing when he was at your house? I just, I didn't really zero in on it. Just, he wasn't in dungarees. He was just in a shirt and, sports shirt and pants. Okay. Okay. What did you do on the morning of the 8th? Oh, went to work. You went to work? Yeah. And where'd you go? Uh, to Lance's house. Okay. And what happened when you got to Lance's house? Well, when I first got there, I, you know, I usually, I had the, um, what do you call it, the door garage thing. Mm -hmm. uh, so I had that and I opened the garage and I noticed, you know, I, that the little garage was open from the bottom and said, oh, mentally to myself, I said, I have to tell Lance, you know, that I said, it must be broke or something like that. You know, okay. if it's open, I'm saying, you know, fiddles and things, you don't get in there like that. I said, like that, I'll tell him later. And, let, me, let me stop you for a sure. second. And let me have you explain to the jury. You're talking about a big garage door and a little garage door. Can you explain to the jury what you're talking about? Oh, yeah, okay. The Porsche was in the little garage. I used to call it the little car and the little garage. 
if, in other words, it would go up and down, you could take that car out. It was separate from the big garage door where the Volvo and the Jaguar was. So um, I had the opener for the big garage. I didn't have an opener for the little garage. So they were like separate from each other and they were independent of each other, put it that way. And it was just a little one that I saw that was partially open. And when you say partially open, what do you mean? I mean, it was open from the bottom a little bit. It wasn't completely closed, tight down, like bottom. And with your hands, can you show the jury about how far was the garage door, the small garage door open? It felt like that. Okay. And you noticed that? Yeah, because, yeah, I told you. Yeah. Okay. And did you make any observations about the garage itself and the vehicles? Uh, just that they were all there. All the cars were there. Everybody's lined up, yep. Okay. What did you do after that? Uh, I went in like that, and uh, Miss Herndon was trying to make cereal. Then she was getting her breakfast, and she didn't know how to operate the uh, microwave. Mm -hmm. She went to heat some milk. So uh, I showed her how I turned it on for whatever, and she got a cereal, and I asked her, did she see Lance? You know, she says, no, not yet. I said, well, you know, he's probably down there working. And I had a few whatever, good morning words or whatever, and I proceeded on downstairs the way I work. Okay. Do you know about what time that was? Uh, well, I usually got there at 10 o'clock. Okay. And is your recollection that you got there about 10 o'clock on this day, too? Uh, yep. It wasn't much different. If there's any difference, it was two minutes either way, but I'm usually pretty much on time. Okay. Give or take. Okay. And what happened when you got down to the office? Did you see your son? Uh, no, I walked down the office and uh, I basically was looking at the mess that was down there because I had done a big mailing for the black data processing and there was a lot of envelopes. And I was saying, oh, I got to get this kind of cleaned up before I start my other duties because I left in a hurry so I could get to the post office the night before to get them in the mail. And so I used to give them like a high five, you know, because when you walk down the stairs, the open office door is always open unless he's having a conference. And I just give him, you know, most of the time he's on the phone, so I was just wave to him uh, like that. If he wasn't on the phone, I'd say, good morning, hi, is this, you know, something, you know, just general conversation. Mm -hmm. And when I got there that morning, he wasn't there, no problem. I just assumed he was over here, you can't see, over here in the other office. So I just went around the corner to the other office and Holly and Zanya were there and I says, uh, where's Lance? Like that, they says, we've been trying to get him on this page. So I said, well, he has to be here. I said, you don't walk anywhere in Roswell. I said, you got to be there. Uh, something like that. He's not out and running. I said, all the cars are in the garage. <clears throat> and at that point, I turned around, went back upstairs, and, you know, looking for him uh, like that. You know, I've never known him to oversleep because he's got all these long clocks. And I went there and I went in the bedroom. You know, when I went in the bedroom. Okay. Let me stop it for a second. Okay. You said something about you didn't know Lance to oversleep. Yeah. Okay, what do you mean by that? Because he has a lot of alarm clocks. He had lots of alarm clocks. Well, uh, he was a hard sleeper, so he had a, what he called the big boomer, really. And then he had a backup one in case that wouldn't go off. He had alarm clocks. And do you know how many alarm clocks he had? I would, I, off the top of my head, I would say two. Okay. <clears throat> and... Did you actually go up into his bedroom? Oh, yes, I did. Okay. And can you tell the jury what happened when you got into your son's bedroom? Well, when I went into the bedroom, my first thought was, oh, God, the bed is not made up. It was all crumpled. It's a large 
king size bed and the comforter was all covered up. And my first thing I did was, you know, just instinctively just pull the cover back. Uh, and that's when I just found him, found him there with his nose bleeding and his head back then. And that's, you know, that's all I saw, you know, at that time. Okay. What did you do? Scream, holler, call 911. Okay. And what happened when you called 911? I spoke to the operator and I, I told her that someone had killed my baby. Okay. Um, did you attempt to resuscitate him or to treat him in any way? Well, only after the operator, she told me, she says, uh, asked me, you know, he's dead. So I said, well, I didn't take no vital signs or anything like that. I said, but as far as I know, he's dead. She says, well, put a towel or something on his head, you know. So I went to his bathroom right by the bedroom and I got a towel and I wet it and I put it on his forehead. His nose was just bleeding. I, you know, I, I keep saying his nose because it used to bleed so when he was a baby, you know, his nose was bleeding. And so... I just got that and put it on the head, and I was running back and forth. I think I was probably hyperventilating, and I said, you know, what's taking the police so long to get here? And she said, they're on their way, and so she says, well, is he on his back? I said, he's on his back like that. She says, well, you know, turn him off, you know, see if you can get him on his side. I, I, I says, I don't know, but I'll try, you know, and when I got in the room, I you know, just leaned over, you know, try to, like that, and I kind of just try to lift him to get him over. I don't know what, to this day, I don't know whether I did it or not, but I attempted to. Okay. Now, let me just make a couple of things clear for the jury. Um, can you describe for them um, your son's position um, in the bed? Can you just describe for the jury? Yeah, he was laying flat out, and, you know, like this, but his head was turned toward the window, but he was on his back, and his arms was, you know, like, like so. Like and you have your arms folded across oh, your chest. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, was it unusual for you to see him with his arms folded across his chest? No, no. Okay, why not? No, because when he, he laid down, he took these cat naps, you know, because he got up so early. Any place he was, if he wanted to lay down or something like that, he was about my house, he had to go someplace, he would leave his suit, take his jacket off, and I think left, he would just turn up like, just lay like this and sleep and energize himself for five times, but he always just slept completely like that because he don't want to wrinkle them his clothes or anything like that, then he would get up and he'd be fresh to go again. Okay. Okay. Um, what type of bed did your son have? Uh, it was a king side water bed. Okay. And did you make any observations about his body when you went to attempt to roll him over on his left side? Outside of the nose bleeding and the head, you know, or something like that, I was just basically just trying to lift him, you know, like that, and you know that. Okay. It, Let me ask you: When you called nine one one, which phone did you use? The one in the kitchen. You used the one in the kitchen. Yeah. But you were in the master bedroom. Yes. Why did you use the phone in the kitchen? Because I always used the phone in the kitchen. Okay. Habit, I guess. Okay. And. Do you know whether or not your son had a phone in his bedroom? I didn't think about it, but I imagine as much of a phone person as he was, I'm sure he did. Okay. I could not imagine not having one there. It's just it didn't occur to me to use it. Okay. Sometime after you went to the kitchen to use the phone, 
did you try to use the phone in the bedroom? Yes, uh, while I was there, I guess I was talking to the 911 operator, and she said, if you're in the bedroom, she says, why don't you use the phone in the bedroom? I said, oh, I didn't think of it. And so then I ran back up the hall, and then I took a look to see if I could see the phone, and it was on the floor in front of the uh, bathroom, these glass thing in front of the bathroom. And so I picked it up, and I said, hello, hello, and I didn't hear anything, so I hung it back up and went back to the other phone and said, it's not working. The phone in the master bedroom, you picked it up? Yeah, I picked it up, yeah. Because she told me that, you know, try to one in the bedroom. Right. That was the phone that was closest to your son's body? Yes. And it wasn't working? No, it wasn't working. Do you know why it wasn't working? Oh, I don't know why. I just knew it wasn't working. Okay. When you first entered your son's bedroom, did you notice that the alarm clocks were going off? No. They were not going off? No. When you observed your son lying on the bed, um, was he bleeding? Yes, yes. From the nose and his head, look, from the head. Okay. Did you make any observations as to whether or not um, he was still moist? I wouldn't know. Okay. okay. Other than yourself, did anyone else enter into your son's bedroom prior to the police arriving on the scene? Uh, his grandmother. Okay. And what happened when his grandmother came into the room? Well, she, I, I, I'm like out of it then. She's screaming, there's noise. I don't know what she's doing. You know, she's like behind me. Okay. She's probably doing something, but I don't have a clue. Okay. Did you ever see her touch your son's body? And I know, I think she told me, she says, you know, take his pulse. I don't know whether she touched him or not or, or what, I, I really couldn't say. Okay. You know, because also when I'm running back and forth, I'm leaving her there when I'm going back and forth to the right. phone, so I can't attest every minute. Right. Now, can you very clearly tell the jury who exactly was in the house at the time that you discovered your son's body? Okay, uh, Mrs. Herndon, the grandmother, was there. The night I was there, and Zanya was there, and uh, Holly was there. I thought so. Okay. How about the emergency medical technicians? Did they arrive? Yeah. Okay. I don't know how long they took, but I know it was a while. Did they attempt to resuscitate your son? They told me to stay out the room. I don't know what they did. Okay. Did you later talk to the police about the facts and the circumstances that you told this jury? Uh, yeah, whatever questions they asked me, I answered. Okay. Um, let me ask you, did they also ask you for your clothes? Yes, they did. Did you give them your clothes? I gave them my clothes and gave them my watch, too. Do you know why they asked you for your clothes? Well, I, I guess probably because they had blood in them, I guess. I'm going to show you what has already been marked as state's exhibit number two. Okay. We skipped number one. Okay. And uh, I'll get to that in a minute. I'm just going to ask you to take a look in the bag. Okay. Yep. You recognize these items? Yes, I do. Okay. 
And are these the clothes that you gave the Roswell Police Department on August the 8th of 1996? Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Your Honor, at this time, I would move State's Exhibit Number 2 in the evidence of this time. No question. Okay, admit to State's 2. You said you retired. Where did you retire from? Uh, I retired from J.C. Penney Company. I worked in corporate personnel in the New York office. How long were you there? I was worked for the company for approximately uh, about 27 years. Did you come down here to be with Harrison? Uh, yeah, well, basically, I left there because they relocated to uh, Dallas, Plano, Texas, and uh, they moved me there, and I was in uh, Dallas for like about five and a half years, and uh, I took early retirement at age 60, and I moved to Georgia to be with Harrison you know, at that time. Okay. I know there's, there's not been really much mention of, of Lance's dad. Is he still alive? Uh, yeah, I would say, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, do you not have much contact? With uh, uh, no, there's no reason to. <laughs> I believe it was in 1964. The only thing I, uh, I guess if he had died, somebody would have said so. I don't know, but I guess he's still living because uh, when his mother, his grandmother died, the one Miss Elva Herndon or something, I went, to, went up there for the funeral for the day and he was still living there. Okay. Did he have not have much contact or relationship with Lance? Um, I don't know. Lance used to go down there to see his grandmother and his grandfather like that, and he did stay down there with them. I mean, not with them in the house, but he did live, you know, in a little house not too far from them uh, like that. But he saw him. He saw him. He, was only really, he had a good relationship with him, I don't, as far as I know. Okay. Um, now, you said you worked for Lance approximately three days a week, is that Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And were those always the same three days? Well, uh, originally I used to work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Okay. And then I changed it because Zonia, because basically I used to work with Zonia. She was, you know, ran the office uh, like that. And when she looked like became pregnant or something, she wanted to change her days. So I changed my days to coincide with her days. Which and basically? I was working Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Okay. When did you actually change that schedule? Oh, <laughs> I don't know the exact date. Okay. Was uh, it sometimes before Lance was oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, it had to be. Yeah. Okay. And you basically worked from 10 to 5. Is that yeah. correct? Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, did you ever work or go to his other office, which was over near Perimeter Mall? Um, no. That's just where they used to just meet clients there or do business there or something because they didn't just want the clients to come to the base, you know, the house like that. So he kept that other office, you know, for where he had to interview contractors and clients and things of that nature. No, I never went there. Okay. Did he actually have this home in Roswell before you moved down here? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. And how, what was your understanding of how long he had been operating the business out of that home prior to you? Well, before that, he, had, he was operating out of his other house before he moved into that house. Okay. You know, he used to live in Roswell before it, 4882 Old Mountain Park Road, and he had an office here, same office. So when he got the new house, he just relocated the office to the new house. Okay. Okay. Now you said you had worked at job, worked at in the office in the business. You were somewhat familiar with the business, correct? What's that? You were working in the business at Lance had. Oh yes. And you were somewhat familiar with the business and the. Well, to the point of what my duties were, what I had to do, what I had to know. Okay. Um, did you ever know him to also be involved with a, uh, a business or a club called the Vixen Club? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, did you know that he was a partner in that club? Yes, I thought he was. Okay. Did you ever meet a gentleman there by the name of Victor Boquette? I may have. I don't know. Okay. What was your understanding of, of Lance's involvement with that club? It was a business enterprise. Okay. Did you ever do any work related to that Oh, club? no, no. I didn't, I didn't do any work there, no. Okay. Now, you said that he, he had a company. It was called Lance Herndon, Inc., uh, DBA, or Doing Business, business as Access. Access, yeah. 
Did he not also have uh, other businesses, uh, a, a property company? Uh, something about properties. It had a name. I'm not so sure, but it may have been a Southern property or something like that. Southern property. Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, do you know what that business was about? It was just houses. That's all. He had about whatever houses were underneath it. I don't know. Okay. It was just real estate. Okay. Was it your understanding that he bought houses and rented them or bought houses? Well, I'll put it this way. He had one house that he used to live in. When he to old one, he rented that one out. He had another house that he rented out. So I don't know to these people. And uh, he had, um, I guess you call it a condo that he rented okay. out that he used to live there in the condos, and he rented that one out. Did you, were you ever involved in any of those transactions? Oh, no. Did no. you ever, okay. Do you know anything about whether people owed him money for rent from those different houses? Uh, or no, they didn't owe him anything. Everybody, you know, sent the checks in. Okay. But you didn't actually work in well, that? No, no, I didn't work in them. All I did was just enter the money that came in in a book, you know, along with the other checks. Okay. Now, you said, um, were you ever familiar with Lance ever loaning monies out to people? Uh, I wasn't familiar with that. Okay. And you know, so therefore you're not familiar with him ever taking, let's say, automobiles as collateral for those loans and so forth? Uh, no, I don't know anything about that. Okay. Okay. Now, you said, um, you told Mr. Rucker that um, he had several people that worked for him, but the two main people that you knew were uh, Zanya Adams and Holly Stupers. That's that correct? correct. Okay. Did he ever mention or did you ever meet anybody by the name of Talana Carraway? Who? Talana Carraway? Yeah, I heard of her. Yeah. Okay. Did you ever meet her? I, I met her. I think, you know, it's like I could have met her in passing in the store register or something like that. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, was it a fact that she also worked there at times? Uh, maybe as a temp, like I say, I'm there until 5 o'clock or something. Maybe if he has something to do extra, something, maybe, you know, whatever kind of work he may have did, something like that, I don't know. But I did hear the name, you know, Talana, and I, and I did meet her. You know, I just don't know under what circumstances or when. Did you have an understanding that people would come to work at his home after 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock? Well, I, I, I don't know. I imagine sometimes they did, you know, work late if he had a special project or something special he had to get out or something like that. But he was working all hours of the day and night anyway. Uh, he's, he's worked all day long, you know, basically. Okay. Now, a lot of questions have been asked about the estate itself. You were appointed administratrix of the estate, yeah, correct? Mm -hmm. And which means that he, your, your son died without a will, correct? That's correct. Okay. And let me ask you, he had, at least at the time, he had a, at one point, a multi-million dollar company. He had a son. He had a nice home. Yeah. Uh, did it surprise you that he died without a will? Well, well, no, I guess it didn't, I, you know. I, I guess I never really thought of it in that term, but I don't think I was surprised because I he probably didn't think he was going to die that fast. Oh, I understand. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's like, uh, I mean, if he was eight years old or something like that and in ill health, I would think he would have a will. But being healthy and vibrant and so concerned about his health and everything like that, dying was probably the last thing on his mind. Were you aware that he had seen Mr. Raines and other law lawyers previously and had looked at wills when he was still married to Janine? Uh, I don't know about that. Okay. Now, when you said when he died, you were surprised that, that there was really no money. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I was just, like I say, I wasn't really in the intricate part of the business. I was just making checks, paying checks, money came in, deposited, paid checks, bills through the ledger. That's basically what was my job. I understand. Mm -hmm. But you said at one point you 
thought that the debt was as much as $428,000. Yeah, but that's when we, when we uh, tried to get a, a loan from nations, uh, what you call a line of credit uh, like that, and found out he already had one. Let me ask you, did you have any understanding or information as to what in, what that $428,000 entailed, what accomplished or included was in that debt? Uh, well, no, I guess it was just to keep the business running, basically, I imagine. Okay, you're saying that $428,000 was a line of credit? It was a line of credit from Nation's had, Bank. Mm -hmm. Had it all been used up? Uh, no, because we were still paying that off. Okay. Uh, you know, we were making, um, Mr. Rain told us we had to pay, you know, whatever, the little slip come, you know, whatever, and the amount that was indicated, we paid them that every month. Okay, but do you know how much of the 428000 had been used in the business, or how much? I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Um, but it was your understanding at one time, uh, he was a, uh, it was a multi-million dollar company, was it quite? I know he was doing well one time. Okay, as much as a $3 million company? Uh, I don't get into the millions. You know, it's like, it's just it was doing well. Okay. And so you don't ever have any idea how it came to be that there was no money in the company? Oh, uh, no, no. <laughs> and was your understanding as a result of that you couldn't make payroll and couldn't pay other things? Is that correct? Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, basically, um, you know, like I had mentioned to Mr. Rucker, that uh, before I was appointed administrator uh, like that, I think we had the Volvo, you know, which kind of stole that, and I just paid the contractors, you know, with that money, just not to keep them waiting. And anything else that was coming, I couldn't do anything till I was appointed administrator, which wasn't right away. It was not an immediate thing uh, like that. And when you say contractors, what do you mean by that? Well, uh, contractors are, well, I call them the different companies, you know, like Coke, Southern Company, Pop, you know, whatever companies that he worked for, then the, comp and the contractors, the, the contractors work for the companies themselves, you know, like he hired the contractors and they worked for Coke. So it was like a personnel agency? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He had the people and he paid the people for the hours that they worked at the different companies. Okay. He would get the money from the companies and then divvy that out to the different uh, Something companies. like that. The companies would pay him. He would invoice the company uh, like that, but okay. he would pay the people himself. Okay. Do you remember any specific people or persons that were owed money from that? Do you remember any names? I know it's been five years. <laughs> yeah, you give me a... I, I, I know we... Um, one big company, not one big company, but one person we owed money and we had to set up with Mr. Raines to make that payment off. Okay, was that like person that. upset about it? Or? No more anybody. I'm not really upset, you know, just basically just, you know, wanted to know what we were going to do now, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, like if you have a person who's no longer there and you, that's old, you want to know, like, you know, who's running things, where's the business going, who's going, where, where am I getting mine from, uh, like that. And uh, we took it to the lawyer and Bailed his lawyer, and we came to agreement, and everything like that, and we paid him off. I understand, um, and I know it's been a long time, and I, I apologize, but I'm just trying to get some facts. Um, do you have any idea how many of these contractors were owed money? Was it five? Uh, uh, no, 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 no. It was just to see one. Everybody else got paid. They got paid every other week, just like I did. Okay, okay. But you said at one point you couldn't do payroll. Did that include Zion and Holly? Uh, we we did not uh, take any money. I did not pay myself. I didn't. Zonya did not take any money. We okay. did not pay anybody because we didn't have anything to pay with. So in lieu of that, we paid the contractors, kept them happy. We were willing to work without. Okay. Okay.
Now you said it uh, at some point after Lance's death, Janine took over the running of the company. Is that yeah, correct? we all, the three of us, Janine and I and Zanya. Okay, that was it. And then, when after his death did, it, did the company actually die out? Well, I think about. I think the last contract was probably expired, like maybe '97. The end of '97 because we were like letting them die out, and we wanted them to end like at the end of the year, so we not to be bought up taxes for another year. Okay. And it may have been a few stragglers that um, contract maybe went into another year, but basically, I think we're out of the election early '98. I'm okay. talking February, March. Okay. Now, what, what was your understanding? How long were Janine and uh, Lance married? I think they got married. I think they got married in '87, '88, something like that. I'm thinking, and I'm not sure about that. Okay. That's that's not a given. It's, it's so, so given that they were approximately married about yeah, yeah, yeah. seven, eight years before he died. Yeah, right. right. Okay. And they had one son. Yeah, one Harrison. son. Okay. And they were divorced, you said, around January of 96. Yeah, right. right. Okay. And prior to being married to Janine, how many other times had Lance been married? He was married twice. Okay. Um, and did he have any children with any of those? No. Okay. And are they in the Atlanta area or they live? Well, one was in New York. The other one's... Georgia, as much as I know. Okay. And what was your understanding for the reason of the divorce between Lance and Janine? Uh, Objection. Relevance. All right, let's just take an objection. Judge, I'm going to be going into that in the next couple of questions. It's irrelevant. All right, so come up here just a minute. Ms. Hernan, um, did you know or were you aware of the the, the history that your uh, son had with 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 women like did he have specific. A, okay I apologize did you know that he did to him to have a problem with women or too many women I don't know what it was a problem like but he had a few of them I don't know what okay. was a problem do you remember talking with detective Anastasio in regard to this case back in 96 I remember talking to him okay. yes and he interviewed you about your son and so forth, correct? Yes. Okay. And you remember telling um, Detective Anastasio that... I object, Your Honor, in advance, if we're going to go down the same line. Judge, I was already allowed to ask the question. I am now refreshing her memory about what she actually said to the detective. I've already been allowed to ask the question. Well, does you have a statement she can look at? Yes, Judge. I'll okay, why don't you do that? counsel to lay some foundation as to the personal knowledge in which this witness may have regarding that issue. Anything she may say is really speculation. Uh, first, show her the, is there something in the statement that may refresh your memory? Let me look. I did already. One question. I'm a person. 
I'm going to show you a copy of a, about a five-page statement that you gave to an interview that Detective Anastasio took from you on August 8th of 1996 at 11.04 a.m., I think in the kitchen of, of Lance's okay. house. Mm -hmm. And I want to ask you to refresh your memory by just reading down to this area right here. It's, that's on the bait stamp number 00874. Well, I guess I did it. Okay. Do you remember giving that statement? Well, yes. Yeah, sounds like something I would have said. Okay. Now, going back from it, you said that sounds like something you would have said. What is? Uh, what would be your reason for saying that to the detective? What would be your basis for saying that? Well, be, 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 because uh, because he had it because of other women. That's what it says here. Okay. He dated a lot of women. He went out, yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And did he um, see a lot of other women even when he was married? Objection. I, I wouldn't know Objection. that. It wrote. When he didn't, he was married. Judge, it, we can we can sit here all day in terms of talking. He said, she says that she's made the statement. She says she was aware of it. She says that he's had too many women. She's made the statement already. Okay, we'll ask the next question. Now, in that same statement, you you said other things to the detective as well, correct? You've just refreshed your memory yes. now. Okay. It's also true that you said your son um, has a sexual problem because he dates Objection. 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 One, counsel is reading the statement. Okay, just ask a question. Don't, don't read the statement. Based on what you've just refreshed your, your memory, do you remember telling the detective about your son having a sexual problem because he dated so many women. I don't know whether he took that out of context or something like that. Okay. Uh, the, the reason I said that, you know, he's a man or something like that, I'm a mother, okay? And uh, if you, whether you're with your wife or not, or something like that, I'm not a prude or anything like that. Okay. It's just that I just don't like to see too many women. And it wasn't that many. Okay. Now, who is Mr. George Williams? Do you know Mr. Dr. George Williams? Again, Your Honor, I'm going to object. This line of questioning is totally irrelevant. It's not irrelevant, Judge. It's part and parcel of this whole case. Okay, I overrule the objection. Well, I would ask to approach Your Honor for a bench conference. Ms. Hernan, did you say you, do you know who a Dr. William was? Uh, yes. Okay. And you know what Mr. Hernan was seeing him for? Well, I went with him too about his marriage. Okay. Was it to Janine? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, you said that you had never met or been formally introduced to Miss Ball by uh, your son. Is that correct? 
That's correct. Okay. But I think you also indicated he, he dated several women or a lot of women, correct? Um, I don't know. A lot is a big word. I don't think okay. it was a lot. It was, in my mind, it may have been a lot. You know, you're talking two and a half years ago, and a nervous, upset woman just found her husband, her wife, her son beaten to death. I mean, I understand. I understand. Okay. Well, let me ask you this. Is there, um, what, did he, did he always introduce you to everyone he went out with or date? If I came face to face with him, why not? Okay, um, if you came face to face with him. Well, yes, I mean. Okay. But, but were there? But there may have been women that he dated that you never knew about, correct? That's possible. I don't know. I can't talk about what I don't know about. Did he ever introduce you to it? To did you say he did introduce you to Talana Caroline? I, that's vague. I don't know. It's, I don't know. It's like I kind of remember her. I don't know whether she came to. One time I'd taken Harrison to a birthday party and I had a car out and I had his car and he didn't want the other one to get wet and so he came over and she drove the other car over to pick up the, the Volvo. Did he ever introduce you to a person named Jennifer Gaskin? Could have. I don't know. I could, could, I'm not saying she, he could have or something like that. I, I, I don't know. Because uh, I went to a Christmas we call it a Christmas party. You know, he used to have Christmas parties or something like that. And he could have uh, introduced me to her then. Did he ever introduce you to a person named Tina Ferris? Who? Tina Ferris. I don't, that name doesn't do anything for me. Okay. <laughs> now, you also said there was a time when uh, my client, Ms. Ball, came to your home to pick up some of Harrison's toys. Right? Yes. And, he, and she, in fact, was in Lance's automobile. Yes. Right? And um, did you ever uh, allow her to take those toys and go to Harrison? Oh, yeah, I gave them to him, yeah. Okay. Uh, now, Harrison wasn't there, correct? Yes, Harrison was there. So Harrison went with He, he, he was there. Okay. So, Otherwise, I wouldn't have gave the toys. Okay. Now, Harrison was at your place or in the car? He was in the car. She brought him over. Okay. He was in the car. Was Lance with him? No. Okay. Do you remember about when that was in relation to when Lance was killed? It could have been, I don't know, maybe sometime, maybe June. Okay. Could have been July? I don't think it was July. I think it was more like maybe June. Yeah, I think it was more like June. Okay. Uh, do you have occasions to see uh, Miss Ball with Harrison again or pick her? Uh, no. You said there was a point in time that you saw Ms. Ball at Lance's home and she appeared to be crying. Is that correct? That's correct. And Lance and her were having a conversation. Yeah. Were both of them sitting in the automobile, the Mercedes? Uh, no, he was outside. She was inside. She was in the driver's side? I don't know. She was in the car. He was outside. Okay. And what was and what was your understanding of why she was there? I didn't have a clue. You didn't have a clue. Were you aware of the incident that that had occurred where uh, Miss Ball had supposedly been arrested at her at his residence? Not at that time, I did. Okay. When did you find out about that? Well, when Lance says, uh, he told me to you know stop me or something. He says, you know, I'll talk to you later. That you know, that's when he told me. Okay. And it was your understanding that Lance had in fact bonded her out of jail as a result of this charge? I don't know anything about that. You don't know anything about uh, that? No, he just told me about the arrest. Okay. Did 
do you know any have any information about Lance not wanting to pursue or press the charges against Ms. Ball? I don't know anything about that. Okay. I may approach the witness. Yeah. Turn it. You could just look. Just one sentence at the bottom. Dates. Uh, bait stamp page zero zero eight seven five. Start with this sentence here and go to here. Well, I don't even remember that. You remember it? Oh, I, I just say I didn't say it. What I'm saying is I don't remember that I said. Okay. That is part of the statement that you gave. Oh, yes. Okay. I'm not denying it. What I'm saying is, you know, you're talking four and a half years. I didn't know that I said anything about not pressing charges. I knew about the arrest, yes, about the bond and the charges. If I knew, I probably forgot. Were you just went back a minute? You said you knew about him bonding her out? No, I said, you asked me about bonding her out, and I said, I didn't remember about any bond. Also, I didn't remember about pressing any charges. Then you just showed me the statement where it says, Anastasia said, I told him about pressing the charges. I said, four and a half years. I, if I said it, I didn't remember when I told you this time. Okay. Is that clear? Yes, ma'am. Okay. But in fact, the statement says that your understanding was that he was not going to press the charges. Oh, right? yeah. Mm -hmm. Isn't that what the statement says? Yeah, yes, sure. whatever the statement says, yeah. Okay. Now, you say you only live about five to ten minutes from your yeah. mm -hmm. son's house? That's correct. Okay. And you, the best you remember that evening, he was wearing um, a sports shirt and some pants, right? Yeah. Do you have a coat jacket suit on? Or no, I don't think so, no. Okay. Now, Mr. Hernan, uh your son Lance, usually he wore jewelry, did he not? Yes, he did. And what particular jewelry did he wear? He always wore a watch. Okay. A chain okay. and a ring. Okay. Did the chain have anything on it? Or was it uh, no, it's just a gold chain. Okay. A heavy gold chain. Okay. And what was the ring? Uh, what kind of ring was uh, it? It was maybe like three rolls of diamonds, you know, about so wide. Okay. Look a little like about one, two, three rolls. And wore that on his right hand? Oh, now. Wait a minute. Well, um, I'm just saying you pointed to your right hand. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm. I'm Point to my right hand, something like that. I, I guess that's where it was. I, I wouldn't be sure. Okay. You know, um, you see jewelry, you see it, you don't. I wasn't zeroing in on it. Okay. And you've seen uh, Lance sleep on, on in the past. I mean, obviously. Uh, yeah, right. right. Yeah. Uh -huh. He'd come over to my house if you take anything going on. He was impatient. You know, he'd come and go, something like that. And if he was tired, he would just lay down and just. And, and for 50 minutes, you call him his energy naps. When he normally would go to sleep, do you, would he normally remove any of his jewelry or wear it? From which you remove? Oh, I, I I don't know about that. I'm talking about not so he was just taking a nap. So okay. when he would, you know, he wasn't taking his things off, anything okay. off. And you did say he was a hard sleeper. Um, yeah. What did you mean by that? I, well, I meant that he uh, had big, well, loud alarm clocks. Okay. Yeah. Was, was he hard to wake up as a child? or? Uh, yes, he was. He was hard to wake up as a child. <laughs> and... Uh, that continued into his adulthood. Well, I guess so. If you got two alarm clocks, I guess okay. you need to. And you said you were familiar with uh, again how he sleeps. Would he? You said he normally sleeps on his back with his hands folded like this. Uh, well, when he was taking his power naps, you know, uh, like that. I mean, okay. for the night when he's going to 
you know, like for the whole night or something like that. I don't know how he slept, but I'm just saying, you know, I'm just just seeing him like uh, sometimes I'd be in the office like that. He said, wake me up in 15 minutes like, like that. And he was like, had to go out and he was dressed. So that's what I'm talking about. I don't know when he was ready for bed the whole night that he slept like that the whole night. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Let me ask you, where is the, um, I don't think we've gotten into this yet, although I know Mr. Rucker probably will. Where is, in terms of this house of Roswell, where is the bedroom in relation to the home as you go in the front door? It's all the way at the end? The left hand side? Yeah, walk well, the front door. which way are we going to do this? Okay. If you just walk, if, <laughs> if, 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 I, if this is the front door, yes, which I never came through the front door, I always came through the garage. Okay. Okay, if I come here through the garage, the kitchen is here, over to this side, go over this side, there's a little sunroom. And coming this way is, uh, is the dining room. The living room, and then it's the bedroom and the bath. Okay. All the way to the left side of the house, if you're looking straight on the house. If, if I'm looking straight at the house right now. If you're straight at the house, yeah, 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 we are going to the left, right. Yeah. Is that the only bedroom on that floor? Yeah, that's the only bedroom on the floor. Okay. So you have a bedroom, a living room, dining, dining room, room uh, a sunroom, kitchen, and sunroom. Sun and um, I guess a breakfast area. Yeah, well, that was, a, that was a kitchen area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And had a deck off the kitchen area. Correct? Yeah, it was a deck off the sunroom and the kitchen area. Okay. Now, when you, you found your son, as you did, um, you, you took this towel and... and, and Place it over or tried to stop the bleeding, correct? That's what the operator told me to do. Okay. okay. Was that towel found? Did you take that from the from In the, the bathroom. bathroom? Okay. From the master bathroom? In the master bathroom, not the little cabinet. Okay. Okay. And you also said that Mr. Raines, uh, who I think was one of um, Lance's attorneys, had um, he was taking care of a lot of stuff for you after Lance died, correct? Oh, well, we had to go by him. I mean... I, I don't know anything about this space. Okay. And one of the things was there was a bunch of credit cards that had to be dealt with, correct? Credit cards? Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Okay. And was your understanding that a lot of these credit cards had been used by the various uh, people that he dated? Uh, yeah. Okay. Were most of those credit cards up to the limit that, from which you remember? I don't know what the limit was, so I don't know. Okay. But Mr. Raines took care of all that? Uh, yeah. Whatever. Okay. Do you have any idea or remember any idea about how much those credit card totals? Not off the top of my head. Okay. And as far as you know, you, uh, having been administratrix of the estate, um, how long were you actually administratrix of the estate? When did the estate oh, close? When did it out? actually close? Um, maybe 99. Maybe they, maybe they finally closed it in 99. So, so you administrated it for about three years? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And everything was closed out? Bond, yeah, they everything. They gave them a closing letter. Okay. Um, and just one or two other questions. As far as the the, the death of, of, of Lance, um, there was one or two insurance policies? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, it broke down to, uh, do you remember what the, those were? Your Honor. Relevant. What is the question? 
just determine, she said, were there, I asked her, were there any insurance policies? She said yes, and I was just asking to determine what was the amount of those policies. Okay, I overrule the objection. What was your understanding, Ms. Herndon, of the amounts of the policies? Before or after? No, after his death. Oh, after his death? Well, I didn't have to think. I, uh, an insurance man told me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I had to sign off on them and everything like that, and that's when he told me what they were worth. Okay. And yeah. what was your understanding of what they were worth? Was one of them four hundred fifty thousand dollars? Yeah. Okay. That was to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was a seven hundred fifty thousand dollar policy to Janine and Harrison. I don't think it was one to Harrison. Or was it was it to Janine in trust for Harrison? Yes, yeah. a portion. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Okay. Were there any monies, other monies given out of the estate to anyone else, as far as you know? Uh, no. Okay. Thank you very much. You finished with me? Okay. Hold on, Mr. Rucker, do you have anything further? Just one question on the uh, closing of the estate, Ms. Herndon. Do you know what happened to the Mercedes Benz? Oh, we sold it. Okay. Who'd you sell it to? I told him where we bought it. When'd you get it back? You remember? When, when Anastasia released it. Thank you. Was that uh, after your son's death? Was that after your yes. son's death? Yes. Just one other question, Judge Ms. Herndon, you, I'm sorry. You never did find a will, did you? No. Executed or unexecuted? No. Thank you. Okay, Minister, be excused. Judge Wheaton. Yes, Your Honor. I would ask to be excused. Not from uh, the tenants at the court. We may need her in our case when she would ask that if she does go, that she leave a normal deposit to uh, have her back here in an hour. Well, Your Honor, I would ask she be excused, and I would ask that we approach. Uh, can you spell your first name for the court reporter? T as in Tom, A-L-A-N-A. -A. And how about your last name? Mitchell, M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Okay. And Ms. Mitchell, how old are you? 39. 39. When did you become Miss Mitchell? When I was 35. Okay. And let me ask you, um, how far did you go in school? Um, I completed my associate's degree. Your associate's degree? Okay. And are you currently working? Yes. Okay, where are you working? Um, Accenture, formerly known as Anderson Consulting. Okay. And what kind of work do you do for them? Executive assistant. Okay. And back in 1996, were you also employed? Yes. Okay. And how were you employed back in 1996? Um, actually, I had several positions in 96. I worked with MetLife, I worked at Home Place, and I did part-time work for Access Inc. Okay. What kind of work did you do for Access Inc. on a part-time basis? Administrative. And by administrative, what do you mean? Uh, typing. Um, mailing out letters, anything that Lance needed at the time. Okay. And uh, would he pay you for that work? Yes. And how much would you get paid for that kind of work? Um, $10 an hour. $10 an hour. And uh, how many hours did you work a week? It. We never really had a set week time to actually say, it was like if he needed me for a certain day, he was like, well, can you come in on Wednesday or can you come in on Thursday or something like that? It wasn't based on hourly. He, we would just add up, and then at the end of the month, he would give me a check. Okay. Okay. And let me ask you, um, how long had you known Mr. Herman? Oh, wow. Uh, probably about 11, maybe 12 years. 
And that was prior to his death? Yes. Okay. And how would you characterize the state of your relationship during that 12-year period of time? Did it remain the same, or was it a relationship that changed periodically? Um, I would say probably it changed periodically. We just remained friends the entire time. Um, we went from just being associate friends to really, really, really good friends. Really, really good friends. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, did that good friendship also include intimacy? At some times, yes. Okay. Back in 1996, was that the state of your friendship with Mr. Herndon? Did it include intimacy at that time? Not really, no. Okay. What was the state of the relationship between you all in 1996? Um, more like, to put it in the description, more like girlfriends. We just kind of talked every day. Just touched base with each other. Okay. Was uh, Mr. Herndon involved in another relationship? He was, yes. Okay. Several, yes. Okay. And were you also involved in a relationship at that time? Yes. Okay. Um, did you all have conversations about Mr. Herndon's business? Uh, not in depth, no. Okay. Uh, did you have the opportunity to observe him in a business environment? Yes. How would you describe his business acumen to the jury? Um, I would think I would say that he was very business oriented. Um, he got up really early when he had to work. Um, he would read periodicals um, pertaining to the industry that he was in, the IT industry, and um, he was very diligent. He was just, you know, that was just his life. Okay, he was involved in the IT industry, mm -hmm. information technology. Correct. Okay. And you also said that he rose very early. Yes. How early? He used to tell me he would usually wake up at about 4.30. Okay. And do you know how it is that he would wake up that early? His alarm, he had several alarm clocks that okay. he would time okay. to make sure he got up. Okay. And to be fair, so that the jury knows, you've been to Mr. Herndon's house on many occasions. Yes. Okay. And you know that it's located at 9060 Bluffview Trace. Correct. It's located in Roswell. Correct. Okay. Can you tell the jury where is the office located in the home? In the basement. It's in the basement. Mm -hmm. Can you access the basement from the outside of the house, or do you have to access the basement by going inside of the house? You can go from the outside. Okay. How is it that you get to the office from the outside of the house? You have to go around the back, and there are steps going down. Okay. And is there a doorway there that you can go into the office? Yes. Okay, and uh, is there a lock on that door? Yes. Okay, got to have a key to get in. Yes. Did you have a key? No. Okay. Did you have a key to his home? No. Um, do you recall what you were doing on August the 7th of 1996? Somewhat, yes. Somewhat, okay. Let me focus you a little bit more. Specifically the evening of August the 7th of 1996, do you know where you were? Yes. Okay. Where were you on the evening of August the 7th, 1996? 
I was working for Access Inc. down in the basement. Okay. And at that time, how long had you been working for Access Inc. at that time? Was it months? Years? Years. Years. Mm -hmm. And what was your usual schedule? I would usually, whenever we decided a day for me to come in, I would usually go down the stairs in the back, open the door. He, they left it open for me. Um, his assistants knew that I was coming whenever I was going to be there. And they would have whatever he needed to do on the desk for me to do. Okay. I would just do it. Mr. Hernan didn't have to be there in order for you to work? No. Were there occasions where you were at the house working and he wasn't there? Several. Several. Mm -hmm. On this particular night, when you arrived at the house, and by the way, what time was it when you got to the house? Um, I think it was close to 7, 6.30, 7 o'clock. Okay. P.M.? P.M. Okay. And were Zanya and Holly still there? No. Uh, were you able to get inside of the house? Yes. How were you able to get inside of the house? I walked to the back, down the stairs, and the back door was open to the office. Okay. And what happened, or what did you do when you got inside the office? Um, turned the lights on, I went in, and actually I got something to drink. He usually kept juice and stuff in another location in the office. And I went and got something to drink, and then I um, sat down at the desk and read the information as to what I was supposed to do, and started working. I also answered the phones. Okay. Um, did you have some specific assignments to do that night? Yes. What assignments did you have to do that night? Well, one was to, um, I had to look up some addresses. Um, I remember them leaving me a note to do a letter. And um, that's the only thing I can really remember right now. Okay. And you said you also answered the phones. Yes. Were there a lot of phone calls that night? There were several phone calls. Several phone calls that night. Uh, was that unusual to receive several phone calls like that at the office at night? No. Okay. Were, did you answer the phone for those phone calls? Yes. Were they business or personal related calls? Um, some were business, some were personal. And when you arrived at the house at 7 or 7.30, did you leave the house at any time? No. Okay. Let me ask you this. Did you spend the night? No. Okay. What did you do? After I, after I finished working? After you finished your work, your work. I went home. You went home? Yes. Do you know about what time it was when you went home? I guess um, 10.30, maybe 11. Okay. Now, was Mr. Herndon there when you originally or initially got to the office? No. Um, was anyone at the home when you got there? Not when I arrived, no. Okay. About how long were you there before someone came? Maybe a couple of hours. Okay. And who do you think would have been the first person to come to the house? Who do I think? Oh, who came to the house? Lance came downstairs. Okay. And what happened when Lance came downstairs? He told me that he had brought his grandmother in, and um, we sat and we talked for a while. And do you know what time that was? No. Okay. And what happened after that? Um, after that, we just chatted, and then he gave me a card to write 
that he wanted me to fill out for someone that he had met. And I fill out the card. Um, we talked about our relationships. Um, I saw the car left it on the desk and he went upstairs. Um, he's, I, he spoke, he told me that Janine was coming over. So he went to speak to speak with her. And then he came back downstairs. And then after that, I finished, no, I finished the card up after that. And then I was, that was the last thing I did. And from the time that you saw Mr. Herndon come downstairs, uh, did you ever know him to leave the house? No. He did not leave the house? No, that I'm aware of. Did you remain in the office for the entire time downstairs? Yes. Okay. At some point, did you come to go upstairs? Yes, to go home. To go home? Mm -hmm. Okay. And other than Mr. Herndon coming down initially to tell you he was bringing his grandmother in, did you ever see him again back down in the office? Yes. Okay. And what happened when you saw him the second time back in the office? We just chatted. We talked um, about life in general, talked about our relationships, talked about little things that were going on in our lives. Now, when you say you talked about relationships, what do you mean? Um, we spoke about my relationship and how bad it was. <laughs> and then um, we spoke about his relationships and um, him trusting the people that he was dealing with at the time. It was about him trusting the people that he was no, dealing with. Okay, well, I sustain the objection. Is there objection? Okay. Um, we've we've dealt with that hearsay deal. I understand. I've ruled on that, so we can't do indirectly what I said we can't do directly. Yes, sir. Okay. Now, how long did you all have that conversation? Um, I don't know, we talked for a while, but then he got a phone call and he went upstairs. Okay. When he got that phone call, who answered the phone? I answered the phone. Did you recognize the voice on the other end? Yes, I recognized the voice. Okay. And who was on the other end of the phone? Dion. Are you referring to Dion Ball? Yes. Do you know Miss Ball? I've met her, but I don't know her. Okay. And how did you come to meet her? Through Lance. Okay. And did Lance introduce you to her? Yes. Do you know when that would have been? Um, I met her actually on two occasions. Once um, when he gave her a car, and then once when I was fixing um, pancakes for Harrison. Okay. You actually cooked breakfast for Harrison? Mm hmm Okay. And Ms. Ball was present? Yes. As was Mr. Herndon? Yes. And Harrison? Yes. Okay. Now, um, when you initially arrived at the office, did you um, notice whether or not Mr. Herndon had a laptop computer 
inside of the office downstairs. I really didn't pay attention to it. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear the witness. I didn't really pay attention to it. I can't remember. So and did you pay attention to it at any point when you were downstairs in the office prior to you leaving? No. Mr. Riker, I'm, I'm ready to stop and pour. Okay. Let me just pick up here when we come back. We need to be back in one hour, so plan to be back. Uh, let everybody look at your watch. One hour. Have a nice lunch. Don't talk with anybody uh, that might have the slightest interest in the case. So we'll see you in one hour. All I'll do is a present, guys. Okay. Mr. Rucker, proceed. Thank you. Okay. <clears throat> Ms. Mitchell, I think when we left off, we were talking about the computer. I think I asked you about the laptop computer. Is that right? Okay. And you don't recall seeing the computer downstairs in the office when you were there? No. Okay. Um, do you know what I'm referring to when I'm talking about a laptop computer? Yes. Okay. Um, did you know him to own one? Yes. And where was it normally kept? He usually kept it with him, and I've only seen it on his desk okay. in his office. Okay. Um, Let me ask you this. Um, given your relationship with Mr. Herndon, how is it that you could talk to him about his relationships with other women and he could talk to you about your relationships with other men? That's the friendship that we have. Okay. I can't explain any better than that. Okay. And um, was there a certain understanding between yourself and Mr. Herndon regarding the way in which you all conducted your relationship? Uh, meaning, I don't understand. Um, had you ever come to his house unannounced? No. Okay, and why not? That's just something I wouldn't do. Okay. Um, did you get jealous because Mr. Herndon was seeing other people? Oh, no. Okay. At the time or around the time of his death, did you know the other women that Mr. Herndon dated? Yes. Okay. And did you know them by name? Yes. How many are they? Well, I knew of two. Okay. Uh, All right. And were you and Mr. Herndon very close? I think so. Okay. What two did you know about? Dion and Kathy. Dion and Kathy. What did you know Kathy to be? His girlfriend. By girlfriend, what do you mean? Um, that was the main person that he dealt with on okay. a relationship level. On a relationship level, the main person he dealt with. Mm -hmm. What does it mean when Mr. Herndon dealt with somebody? Can you tell us what you mean? Um, it's like when you have relationships with people, you have like one person that is on a different emotional level than the others, or you consider them, you introduce them to your mom, you take them out more, you introduce them, you know, 
and you just do a little bit more with them. Speculation is what's going through Lance's mind as to how to differentiate between these women. That's the same thing Did you know Kathy to participate in events involving Lance's mom? Yes. Okay. Uh, did you know um, Mr. Herman to take Kathy to social events? Yes. Did you know Mr. Herndon to take Kathy on trips out of town? Yes. Um, and did you know Mr. Herndon to allow Kathy to spend the night at his home? Yes. Do you know whether or not Mr. Herndon allowed Kathy to keep clothes at his house? Yes. Um, did you know him to take Miss Bob around his mother? Not that I'm aware of. Did you know him to take Miss Bob out to social events? I don't know. Okay. How about Miss Bob leaving clothes at the house? Not that I'm aware of. And you normally did your work down in the basement, is that correct? Correct. Uh, now, did you have access to his bedroom? Would you go into his bedroom from time to time? In on occasions, I have been there, yes. Okay. You're familiar with the way in which his bedroom looks? Mm -hmm. And the things that are in it? Pretty much. Um, just, let me ask you this, just so we can be clear. When would you say the last time that you were intimate with Mr. Hunter? It had been a, quite a while okay. for us on that level. It wasn't, um, our relationship wasn't so much intimacy as it was friendship. That wasn't the thing that we did on, it wasn't like regular. It was just, if it happened, it happened. It wasn't that kind of thing. And around August of 1996, July of 1996, did you all have the kind of relationship where it would just happen, sex, that is. We could kind of taper it off the, quite a bit <laughs> so, at that time, at that point. All right. Now, um, did Mr. Herndon remain down in the office the entire time? No. Okay. <clears throat> what are you comfortable saying is the duration of time in which Mr. Herndon was at his home while you were there? While I was there, once he came in, he was there the whole time. Okay. And about what time is it that you think he came in? That's hard. I'm very bad at time like that, but I would say probably about maybe an hour or two hours after I got there. Okay. And you think you got there about what time? Um, it was either between six, six thirty, seven. I got, I came right after work. I remember that I left Matt and I went right straight to his house. So, what time did you get off work? About five thirty. How long did it take to get to Mr. Herndon's house? <laughs> the traffic in that area, 30 to 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes. Okay, and so that would put you at his house about what time? I guess about six or fifteen. Okay, and you think he would have come in about when? I'm on maybe 7, 7.30. Okay. And you think he stayed home how long? 
the entire time I was there, and I didn't leave until about 10.30, close to 11, I think. Okay. All right. Now, what did you do when you got ready to leave? Did you go back out the office door the way that you would have come in from the outside? No, I went upstairs to the front door. And why did you do that? Because on the back side it was dark and I was letting Lance know I was leaving and he was upstairs. Okay. You his grandmother was there. Yes. Okay. Um, did you have a chance to speak to Mr. Herman before you left? Yes. Where did you see him last? He was in the hallway taking clothes out of his bedroom closet and putting them in the hall closet. He was in the hallway taking clothes out of his bedroom closet, putting them in the hall closet. Correct. Were they men's clothes? No. What type of clothes were they? They were female clothes. Female clothes. Mm -hmm. He was taking female clothes out of the bedroom closet, putting them in the hall closet. Correct. Do you know whose female clothes they were? Yes. Whose female clothes was he removing from his bedroom closet, putting them in the hall closet? They were Kathy's clothes. They were Kathy's clothes. Yes. Did you say something to him about that? Yes. You got to approach the bench. Uh, let me ask you this. Was it a lot of clothes or was it just a little bit of clothes? It was quite a few. It was a closet full. Closet full? Mm -hmm. I mean, not a huge closet, but it was, say, maybe two weeks worth of clothes or something like that. Okay. How was he dressed then? Do you remember? Um, casually, I remember the only thing I really, really definitely remember is that he didn't have any shoes on, he had on socks. And I remember he had on some pants, but I can't remember if they were those pajama pants or they were like the little pants that they came out with from the football teams. They have like, they call Zubas. I don't know if you know what those are. Zubas? Yeah, they're like multicolored cotton loose pants. Are those like the little pants that, um, Elastic in the waist? They're elastic in the waist, but they're long. Long. They're loose. Loose. Mm -hmm. uh, guys who work out usually wear them? Some. Mm -hmm. Some. Okay. okay. Um, is that the last time that you would have seen Mr. Herndon upstairs in the hallway? Yes. Okay. What happened after that? I said goodnight. He said, make sure you call me when you get home because it was raining, and that was it. Okay. Um, you guys had some conversation uh, relating to the rain, didn't you? Yes. Okay. And you ended up leaving and going home. Correct. Okay. And about what time was it, do you think, when you actually left the house? Probably about 10.30, 10.40, somewhere there, okay. possibly. Was there anyone else at the house, to your knowledge, at that time? Other than his grandmother? Yes. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Did you see any cars in the driveway? No. Okay. How did you exit the house? Through the front door. Can you spell your first name for the record, please? J-E-A-N-N-I-N-E. Okay. And how about your last name? H-E-R-N-D-O-N. All right. And um, 
You know why you're here? Yes. Okay. Um, can you tell the jury uh, what was your relationship to Lance Herman? Lance was my ex-husband. Okay. And can you tell the jury um, when were you all married? We were married in May of 1989. Okay. And... Um, when were you all divorced? We divorced in January of 1996. Okay. Were there any children born during the course of the marriage? Yes. Okay. How many? One. Boy or girl? Boy. What's his name? John Harrison Herndon. Okay. Where did he get his name from? Great-grandfather. Lance's grandfather. And... <clears throat> At the time of Mr. Herndon's death, where were you living? In Alpharetta in a separate residence, 420 Woodtrace Court. Okay. And who did you live there with? Harrison Herndon, my son. Okay. And how would you describe the relationship with your ex-husband after January of 1996? It was extremely cordial. Most important thing to us was raising Harrison. Okay. Um, let me ask you this. Did you work also for your husband? Yes, I did. And what did you do for your husband? Coded resumes for contractors that became employees of the company. And was that done during the course of the marriage, or did it continue even after the divorce? It started before we married and continued through the divorce. Through the divorce. That's correct. Okay. Did he pay you? Yes. How much did he pay you? It started out at $10 an hour and then it went to $15 an hour. Okay. That was why you were married to him? That was while I was married to him. 15 bucks an hour? That's correct. Okay. Now, the Porsche that belonged to Mr. Herndon. Yes. Are you familiar with that vehicle? Yes. How are you familiar with that vehicle? <clears throat> My birthday was August the 17th, and Lance had given me the Porsche as a birthday present. That was what he said the present was. He also said that it was a present to make up for some of the pain of the divorce that I had gone through. What type of Porsche was it? Uh, a convertible, I don't remember, the 1996, I believe, was the year, but it was a convertible. Okay. Um, did you want that car? No. Why not? My dream car, the car that I always wanted and told Lance, was a Volkswagen Bug convertible. Car's very nice. I appreciated the thought, but that wasn't what my dream car was. Okay. You didn't take it, did you? No. Um... Did you have an opportunity to see your husband in a, or ex-husband, excuse me, in a business environment? Yes. And how would you describe for the jury his business acumen? Very professional, very focused, detailed-oriented, extremely professional. Okay. And do you have an opinion regarding his personal hygiene? Meticulously clean, very meticulous in appearance. Did you know him to get manicures? Yes. Facials? Yes. Pedicures? Yes. You 
knew him to have his hair done at a salon. Yes. And on August the 7th of 1996, did you come into contact with your ex-husband? Yes. Can you describe for the jury the circumstances under which that happened? Lance's grandmother had arrived in town and we were all going to Lance's mother's house for a dinner, semi-family reunion, welcoming the grandmother into town and Lance was there. Okay. And do you recall what he was wearing? He had on a white, silky t-shirt and gray trousers that were dress trousers that had a sheen to them. Okay. And what happened while you all were there at Jackie Herndon's house? Um, Lance left. Well, Lance said he had some work to do, and he asked me if I would drop his grandmother off at the house on my way home uh, because he needed to get home and do some work. Do you know about what time that was? I believe Lance left about 8 o'clock, and Harrison and the grandmother and I left about an hour later. Okay. And how long does it take for you to get from Jackie Herndon's house to Lance's house? Five minutes, five, six, seven, eight minutes. It's very close. Okay. And an hour later, about nine o'clock, did you go to Lance's house? Yes. Which, so the jury can be clear, was once your house. That's correct. Um, do you know when you all moved into that house? It was November of 89. And can you tell the jury what the address is? 9060 Bluff View Trace. Is that located in Roswell? It is. Is that also in Fulton County? It is. Can you tell the jury uh, an approximate value for the home? $400,000. Okay. Um, at nine o'clock, when you went to um, Lance's house, um, did you actually see him? Yes. Okay. And what happened when you got to the house? I rang the doorbell for the back door, and there was no answer, so I walked back to the car to call him to let him know that I was there with the grandmother. And I not quite sure if I dialed the number or if I was dialing the number, but the garage door opened. Lance came walking out of the garage and got his grandmother out, well, met his grandmother, said goodnight to Harrison, and they both walked in the house. Okay. Was he dressed the same? Yes. Okay. Did you notice any other cars in the driveway? There was um, directly in front of where I pulled in and just, well, slightly to the right, where Holly Steuben usually parked her car, there was a light blue car, a Corolla, or a Nissan Sentra. Okay. You real familiar with cars? Semi-familiar. Okay. Could it have been a Geo Prism? It could have been. It was, I remember the color was kind of a light blue. Um, let me ask you, are you familiar with um, your husband's, ex-husband's sleeping habits? Yes. Okay. Did he sleep in a particular kind of way? He would sleep on his back a lot. Okay. 
And is there anything about his hands or his arms or his legs that sticks out when you think about the way he used to sleep? Sometimes he would cross his arms across his chest, cross his arms. And if you could, could you just show the ladies and gentlemen of the jury what you mean? Okay. And you have your arms stretched in an X shape across your chest? Yes. Okay. With your fingers actually touching your shoulders? Yes, I do. Okay. What did you do after you dropped Elva Herndon at the house? Harrison and I went home. Okay. Did Mr. Herndon have an opportunity to speak to Harrison before he left? Yes, he did. Can you tell the jury what he did? He um, opened the car door on the left side, which would have been behind me. <clears throat> and he and Harrison were playing back and forth a little bit where Harrison was gonna give his father a kiss and Lance told him no, and then Lance told Harrison to give him a kiss, and they played back and forth, and then Harrison kissed his father, and I said to Harrison, tell your dad you'll see him tomorrow. But they played for a little bit with each other. Okay. Was that common? Yes. Loving father? Yes. What did you do after that? Once I got home, I put Harrison to bed, and my friend Thomas Patterson called me, asked if he could come over for a little while, and he came to the house to visit me. Okay. And where did you live? I know you told us in Alpharetta, yes. but I guess really my question is, how far is it to your house from Lance's house? Uh, maybe 15, 20 minutes. Okay. And did you go straight home? Yes. About what time was it when you think you left? Lance's? Yes. Uh, slightly after nine o'clock. Okay. You pretty sure about that? As sure as I can be. It's four and a half years later. time did Mr. Patterson get to your house? I think it was probably 10, 15, 10 o'clock, 10, 15. Okay. And how long did he stay? About an hour, maybe a little over an hour. Okay. And then what did you do? I put on pajamas and I started looking at a movie. Okay. And did you remain at your home for the duration of the night? Yes, I did. What time did you get up the next morning? About 7, 7.15. Okay. And what did you do after that? I got ready to go to work. The babysitter came over. Um, I had some discussion with her, and then I went to meet a friend of mine. I was working with her cleaning houses. Okay. Uh, because at the time of Mr. Herndon's death, you were employed. That's correct. And how were you employed? Helping my girlfriend clean houses. You helped your girlfriend clean houses. That's correct. And how much money did you make from your girlfriend cleaning houses? Made $10 an hour with her. $10 an hour. That's correct. Okay. Um, why were you working with her? 
She was my friend. She needed help, and I needed. To, I wanted to earn some money on my own that was not money that I was receiving from Lance. Okay. Because you were receiving money from Lance at the time also. Yes. Okay. And was that a part of the divorce settlement? Yes. Okay. And how much money were you receiving from Lance at the time? Lance paid all of the expenses. He paid the rent. So he actually paid everything. He paid Harrison's tuition. Okay. And about how much do you think that totaled a month? $2,500 a month. $3,000 a month. Okay. Was there any alimony or any payment to you specifically as a, as a result of the divorce? In the divorce, I was given $30,000 as a lump sum from Lance. Did you receive all of that at one time? No. How did you receive that? Uh, I received it in payments. There were, were to be three payments, and I had received two of the payments. Two of the payments. That's correct. Okay. After you received that third payment, what would you have received from Mr. Herndon uh, by way of cash? I would not have received any more cash from him, but he would have continued to cover the expenses for the first year. Lance was to pay 100% of the expenses for the next year, 90%, and it graduated to 50% after five years. And then he continued, he would continue to pay all of Harrison's tuition and educational expenses. Okay. Um, when was the last time that you saw or spoke to Lantonda? It was when he walked into the garage with his grandmother when he came out to the car to get her on the 7th of August. Around 9 p.m.? That's correct. Um, Janine, did you kill Lance? No, I did not. Did you have a reason to kill Lance? No. Were you familiar with some of the jewelry that Lance wore? Yes. I want to show you a couple of photographs. They've already been marked and introduced in the evidence. The first one I'm going to show you is State's Exhibit number 12, I believe. And if you could, could you step down for a minute mm -hmm. with the court's permission? Yes. You come this way. And if you would, if you stand on the side, and if you could show the members of the jury uh, what, if anything, in State's Exhibit Number Twelve that you recognize by way of jewelry. I recognize the watch, and I recognize this ring. Actually, two rings, and this ring also. Okay. And how is it that you recognize the watch? He wore it from the time that I first met him. He had the watch. Okay. Do you know what brand of watch it is? It was a Raymond Wheel watch. How do you spell Raymond? R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. How about Wheel? W-E-I-L. Okay. And is there something else about that watch that kind of sticks out in your mind while you recognize it? I have a watch that's similar to it. You have one just like it, don't you? I did the face buds. It is. It's a man's, it's a man's, and mine is the lady's. Okay. Um, could you show the jury what your watch looks like? And if you could start down that end, please, Jimmy, and make sure everyone sees it. <clears throat> Thank you. 
And Janine, I want to ask you, do you know the approximate value of Lance's Raymond Wheel watch? Um, about a thousand dollars. Um, did you know him to ever remove his jewelry? Yes. Okay. And what did you know him to remove? Uh, his rings and his watch. And when would he remove them? Before he went to bed. Where were they kept? Usually on top of the dresser. Is that the tall dresser or is that the long dresser? The tall dresser. The tall dresser. Is that the dresser in the bedroom that he would use? Yes. How about the um, ring that's on his right hand? Okay. Which I'm going to show you states exhibit number 14. I think it's a close-up of that ring. Mm -hmm. Do you recognize that ring? Yes, I do. Do you know what the approximate value is of that ring? I believe that ring was about $2,000. He had it made. Okay. Do you know what it consisted of? Uh, rows of baguette diamonds and gold. And I also want to show you one more photo. It's uh, States Exhibit number 13. And I ask you, do you recognize the necklace? I do. And how do you recognize the necklace? Lance Ward. Quite a bit. Okay. Do you happen to know a value for the necklace? Uh, I think this would be, I guess, over $500, but I'm not sure about it. But you're not sure? Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, did you know him to remove his necklace? Why are you all together? I really, I don't remember. Maybe during exercising, but I really don't remember. I have just one moment, John. You want to ask all my questions? My name is Michael Katz. I represent Ms. Ball along with my trial partner, uh, Jerry Quinn. Um, have you recently gotten married? Yes, I have. Okay. Do you still use the name Herndon? I still do use the name Herndon. Okay. Do you hyphenate that with your new married name? No. Okay. And you currently, you don't live here in Atlanta anymore. I live in Kansas City, Missouri. Okay. And does Harrison live with you there? Yes, he does. Um, you said that you at, you at one point in time, or most of the time during the marriage with Lance, you were working yes, with him? Yes, I did. Okay. And that was at Access Inc.? Yes, I did. Okay. Was that a considered, did you work full-time or part-time? I part-time. Okay. What were your normal hours or duties? Well, I coded the resumes, and that was something that there, there were no fixed hours. I could just, just as long as the resumes were done, 
there were there was no set time for the work to be done, just as long as they were completed. Okay. Uh, were you? Would it be fair to say you were usually in the office every day or not every day? No. Um, I actually did not code the resumes in the office. I coded them elsewhere in the house. Sometimes I was in the office, but oftentimes I was in the other portion of the house. Okay. Did you do anything else besides code resumes? Uh, no. Basically, coding the resumes was my job. Okay. How about as far as the, um, the paying of bills and the uh, invoicing and things like that? Who did most of that? Zanya, Holly, there were times when uh, if there were some invoices that needed to get out, Lance would ask me to do those early on in the marriage. But later on in the marriage, basically Holly and Zanya did that. Okay. Um, so you really weren't involved in the day-to-day -day operation of the business? No. Okay. Will Lance ever discuss the business with you? Yes. Okay. Um, there was a point in time after his death that you took the business over? Yes. Okay. And did you try to run the business? Yes, I did. Okay. With Zanya and Mrs. Herndon as well. Okay. You were not the administratrix of his estate, were you? No. Okay, that was his mom? That is correct. Okay. Um, and in running the business, did you have an opportunity to determine the, uh, after his death, did you have an opportunity to determine the financial status of the company? Yes. And what, if anything, did you find? Initially, right after Lance's death, the company was in total disarray from a financial standpoint. Payroll checks were bouncing. We went to Nations Bank to ask for a line of credit, found out that there was already an outstanding line of credit. We could not borrow any money. The only way that we were able to make payroll was through the selling of one car, and we were able to make the payroll. Was that line of credit secured by the Roswell resident, residents, or do you know how it was secured? I, at this, I don't remember how it was secured because this was actually done, Lance actually secured that, and Zonya was not even aware that there was the line of credit out there, so I don't know what attachment was. Okay. I know I had asked your ex-mother-in-law, uh, do you have an idea about whether that line of credit was maxed out or not? At the time of his death, I believe the outstanding, the, the balance was about $85,000, and I believe the original line of credit was over 100000 but that's... I'm trying to remember over four and a half years ago. Okay. But you just knew at that point in time that y'all didn't have the ability to raise any other capital. That's correct. Okay. Let me ask you, and I know that everybody has spoken highly of him and, and, and in terms of business and his ability to run his business and so forth, um, but were you not surprised when you took the business over that it was in such financial ruin? I was surprised, but Lance had told me that he was concerned about the business. Um, that there was a black hole somewhere and he was losing money and he couldn't get a handle on it. He never indicated to you what that black hole was? No. Did you ever have any idea what that black hole was? I assumed that maybe it was just projects that were coming to an end. He may have been changing the focus of the business and perhaps some of those contracts had not come through yet. Okay. Now, at one point, that company was, uh, I think, it touted in, in publications and so forth as being as much as a $3.5 million business. Okay. Um, were most of the other employees and people aware of the financial situation prior to his death? Aware of the financial condition prior to his death? Yes, ma'am. I don't believe any of the employees knew, no. Okay. And did, were you able to obtain any contracts or anything subsequent to his death or attempt to do that? The, I made the attempt. All of us, Zanya, Mrs. Herndon, and myself made attempts to. It was very difficult. Okay. Now, in terms of, of, of the financial situation of the business, were you aware that he was loaning monies out to people? 
Not that I'm aware of. He may have had loans. I know that from time to time he did personally make loans, but not that I'm aware of. But you're not, you had no personal knowledge about the loans themselves? Not that I can remember now, no. Was there, did you know anybody in particular at that point in time, right prior to his death, that did in fact owe him money or large sums of money? I think there were there there was one individual that I can think of that did owe him some money, and I think there may have been I think there there may have been more than one person that owed him money. Okay. Now, were you aware of his other business um, ventures besides Access Inc.? Yes, he had an involvement. He was um, at one point managing a recording artist and had some involvement in managing her career and perhaps even a record company. But I don't have a lot of details about that business or um, his structure with it. Yeah, I came across a name, I, I don't want to mispronounce it, something like Postat or Post... Hope, uh, Start with a T, did Pazak. Pazak. What was that? It was either, and again, I'm not sure if I'm calling this correct, it was either a record company or it was a, a management company that managed an artist. There was one artist in particular that Lance had some involvement with, and her name was Dion Ferris. Okay. Do you know if she, he was putting money towards her career or something? I do not know. Okay. Also, were you aware of his involvement with a club called the Vixen Club? I do. Okay. And did, what, you were familiar with a partner of his in that club named Victor Boquet? Just the name. Okay. Did you have any information or personal knowledge about what the partnership arrangement was with that club? I did not. Do you know if Lance was, in fact, putting money towards that club? I do not. I, I don't know. Okay. Did you ever attend that club or go to that? Yes. But you were you were aware he was involved in it. Yes. Okay. Now, also, and I had asked your your ex, uh, mother in law, there was he was also involved in um, some property company like Southern Properties or something like that. Were you aware of that? Um, I know the name, but I don't know what the business involvement was. Okay. Um, do you know was he involved in both the club and that property company during the time you were married? Yes. Okay. Uh, but y'all didn't normally discuss the business aspects of what was going on? No. Okay. Now, you divorced in January of 96. Yes. Right. And at that time, I assume you were given custody of uh, Harrison. Yes. Uh, did y'all have joint legal custody? We had, we had joint legal custody. You got primary physical custody. That's correct. Okay. And he continued to pay both child support. Yes. And pro he had a property settlement as well. Yes. Okay. Um, now, and I and I apologize. I, I don't want to get too, uh, too detailed with this, but let me let me hold on to that issue a minute. Um, you remember you ha you gave several interviews to to uh, Detective Anastasia, did you yes. not? Okay. Um, in fact, are you aware you gave about five interviews to him on different occasions? Are you aware of that? I don't remember the number of interviews, but I know I spoke with him quite a bit. Okay. And on one of those occasions. Um, you describe your husband as a very powerful man. Yes. Right? And you also told Detective Anastasio that he had a lot of enemies. Yes. Okay. You remember telling the detective that? Enemies may not have been the best word, more like people who were being a person who was in business, who was very successful in business. A better description would have been that there were people who were envious of his, uh, of the business doing very well. Enemies may have been a very strong word to use, and I think it more accurately would have been 
there were people who were envious of him. But, that, but as far as you remember, that is the word you use. That is the word I use. That's correct. Yeah. Now, when you talk about envious, did you know particular people that we were talking about? People that disliked him. Um, were they of a personal nature, a business nature, a combination? I, I would think more, a, a little bit of both. Okay. But you actually knew some of these people? Yes. Okay. Um, how is it that you happen to know about these people? Just in conversations that Lance would tell me, this person doesn't like me, this person dislikes that I'm successful in the business. But Lance did not say to me, this is an enemy or someone that I'm afraid of. That we didn't have that kind of discussion. Did you personally have any interaction with any of these people? No. Okay. In terms of Lance indicating those, talking about those type of people to you, did you ever see that in terms of his business where things occurring, lawsuits happening, things like that, which could have been included in the term and enemies? Yes, he had several situations where he was, uh, where he had suits involving the business, and those would be people that he would consider to be enemies or people that uh, he had definite issues and concerns with. Um, any people suing him? That you yes. Know? Okay. Were you aware of the lawsuit between him and Victor Boquette regarding the Vixen Club? No. Okay. He never discussed that with you? No. Of the lawsuits that you do know about, do you have any information, personal information about what they were about? There was one, and I found this information out after he died, regarding a contractor who had not been paid money, and he was suing for monies that he had not received. Contractor was suing Lance? That's correct. Was suing the company. Suing the company. Now, you're talking about contractor. These are those uh, like individuals that would be sent out on jobs and then they're owed money? That's correct. And Lance already been paid the money, but had not yet paid the contractor? That's correct. How long had it been over? Had it been overdue? At this point, I don't remember. You remember the name of that individual? Uh, no. At this point, I don't remember. Okay. You wouldn't. Does the name Norvell Harris mean anything to you? No. Do you ever hear of anybody by that name? No, not that I remember. Did any of the contractors ever come to the residence? Yes. Okay. Not often, uh, but there were some occasions where there was one contractor who did some work on the computers. So he would come to the residence to work on the computer, and he was a contractor. Did you remember that individual's name? No, I do not. Again, you don't remember that person to be Norvell Harris, do you? Mm, might have been, but right now I, I cannot be sure. Okay. <laughs> Um, when the night that you had brought, um, I guess it's Lance's grandmother home. Yes. Um, you said that you saw a strange vehicle or a vehicle that you didn't recognize. Right. And that vehicle was in Holly Stuber's, um, the spot where she normally spot. Okay. You'd never seen that vehicle before. No. And I think you also said, or told the police that, um, when you drove up the, the house appeared dark. Yes. Um, that was unusual. Well, just that it was getting dark, there was no light on in the front, there weren't any uh, lights on to light the driveway, the house was just dark. Okay. And, uh, and I assume that he anticipated y'all coming behind him or following him within an hour or so? Yes. Okay. He also testified that, that the way Lance slept, he always slept on his back with his hands crossed. Not always, but I do remember him sleeping on his back and just laying his hands across his chest. Would he normally sleep clothed or naked? Usually naked, unless Harrison was around and then he would put clothes on. 
Would Harrison have his own room in the house? Yes. Did Harrison, um, while you all had joint legal custody, did you share Harrison uh, fairly equally during? Yes. Um, Thursday nights and Friday nights during the summer, Harrison spent the night with Lance. Um, during the week, it was just left up to the discretion. If Lance wanted to see Harrison, he could see him. Did um, Lance have a nanny for Harrison? Yes. And what was her name? Albania Oliver. Okay. And where did, did was she like full time? She was full time. Okay. And where would she stay? Well, when she took Harrison to Lance's, I don't know if she stayed over, so I, I can't answer that. I don't know. But she, but, and I guess I didn't phrase the question properly. Um, when I say she was full time, was she? Was she only there when when Harrison was there, or she stayed there all week whether Harrison was there? Or she not? was only there when Harrison was there. Okay, um, but that may be on a week. That was on a weekly basis. Yes. Was she from an agency or something? I have. She came from an agency, but then she was later employed by us. Okay. Lance and I. Was that after the divorce? Actually, before the divorce. And she continued to be employed after the That's divorce. That's correct. Okay. So if Harrison came over for that end of the week. Um, uh, I can't pronounce her Albania. name. Albania. would come over and stay at Lance's house and, and be with the child? It, to whatever extent Lance needed. Okay. Do you know if, if Albania had been around that weekend before Lance was killed? I, I don't remember. I don't know. Okay. And she would never stay at your residence? She was there in the daytime, but she didn't stay over because I was always home in the evening. Okay. Did you... um? Were you familiar with Lance having a membership at the Concourse Club? Yes. Okay. Um, and did you, Harrison, and Lance go to that club? I went, but after our divorce, I stopped going, but I do know that Lance would take Harrison. Okay. They had a, a, a nursery, and often Harrison would play in the nursery while Lance worked out. Do you know if um, how many, if any, cars or memberships he had to the club? I, I don't know. Okay. Do you know anyone that would have been using his membership after his death? Nothing. I, I don't know. Now, you were... Uh, I don't want to bring up two painful memories, and, I, and I'm really not trying to pry. I'm just trying to get some information. You were Lance's third wife, correct? Right? That's correct. Did you know his first two wives? No. Okay. Never met them? No. Okay. And you had said that he bought the Porsche for you um, because the divorce was painful. That's correct. Uh, what did you mean by that? We had been through a separation for a year. We had gotten back together. We had been through extensive counseling, and Lance felt very bad about the marriage not being successful. Okay. And you were married at approximately what? Six, six years. Six years. At the time of his death, Harrison was four? Four and a half. Four and a half. Well, actually, it was two weeks before Harrison's fifth birthday. Okay. When is his birthday? August 19th? 20, 21st. 21st. And so Lance walked to the car because he felt bad about what had happened during the marriage. That's correct. And the divorce was was based on basically infidelity, correct? That's correct. Okay. But y'all attempted to try to work it out and 
went to counseling and so forth. That's correct. Did you go with him to Dr. Williams? Yes, I did. Okay. And how many times did you all do that? We went once a week for almost two years. And then Lance continued individually and later joined a men's group also. What kind of group was that? It was a group that just involved men and Dr. Williams and another doctor. Now, the counseling that you and Lance was going to, was that with Dr. Williams or with someone else? That was with Dr. Williams. Okay. Where was he located? Uh, in the city of Atlanta, off of Sydney Marcus. Okay. So he's a psychiatrist, psychologist, family counselor? Psychologist. Okay. And at some point, you all said, it's just not going to work, you've had enough? That's correct. Okay. Now, there was a point in time that you, um, were you a flight attendant at one time? Yes. Who did you fly for? I worked on a private aircraft, um, RJR Nabisco. Okay. Until they went out of business? Moved, yes. Moved. Um, and at that time, you were, um, uh, you had either come home one day or one day found some photographs of Talat Caraway, is that correct? Yes, I did. <clears throat> How long into the marriage was that? Just a few months into the marriage. Okay. And you confronted him about it? And yes. You all still continue to try to work it out? Yes. Okay. Um, were you aware, either during the marriage or whenever you took over the business, that he had lent or allowed many people that he dated to use his credit cards? Yes. Okay. So that was not an unusual thing that he did? No. Okay. However, he was aware that they were doing this. It wasn't that he was just doling out credit cards and not keeping track of how the money was spent. He was watchful. When y'all were closing the, uh, the accounts out or closing the, um, the, the estate out or, or trying to run the business, had you an opportunity to see what the, uh, how far up those cars were charged? The, the credit card debt at the time of his death was about $70,000. Was that, and how many cars did that represent? You know? I don't remember the number. Substantial, uh, more than two? Yes. Okay. Were you ever aware of, um, during the time that Lance would have Harrison either for a week or weekend, that um, Ms. Ball would be in his presence or with him or take him places? Harrison mentioned to me that he had been somewhere with Dion. Okay. Was that on more than one occasion or just one time? I can remember just one occasion. And after Lance's death, Harrison mentioned having gone somewhere with Dion, but I don't know if he was referring to one time or more than one occasion. Did Harrison ever mention, well, I don't want to get into what Harrison said, but was there ever any understanding of Harrison meeting a um, young girl named Amanda? At one point, shortly after Lance's death, he mentioned Amanda's name and said something about Amanda and playing with Amanda, but he didn't mention the name more than just like once. Okay. Was your understanding that that was supposedly the same time that he was talking about when he was with Dion, or that was a different time? Or I, be, because of the way he said it, I didn't know if this was a person at school, if this was a person related to Lance. I, I, he did not make a clear reference, and I don't know. Okay. Um, 
prior to uh, Lance's death, you had never met my client, is that correct? No. Never spoken to her? No. Um, did you have a habit of normally meeting most of the people that he either dated or went out with? No. Okay. At the time of his death, did you have any idea how many people he was going out with or dating? No. But it, it seems like y'all were very good civil terms at the time. Yes. Okay. For the sake of, you said Harrison, he was paying for Harrison's tuition. Where was he going to school? Woodward Academy. And how old is Harrison now? He's nine. How's he doing as a result after this has occurred five years ago? He talks about his father. He misses him. It's very painful. It's difficult. Is he adjusting at all? He is. Very vocal child. He is. Now, as, excuse me, as a result of, uh, well, let me back up a minute. There was a point in time in, in when you, you and Lance were married in 1993 or 1992 that Joe went and sought the advice of a, a state planner or an attorney or talk or get, get some will information, didn't you? We, we discussed the will, yes. Yeah. I think the law firm may be Norman and Aldridge or there was a big firm downtown. I, I don't remember the name of the firm, but I remember that we did plan the estate. Okay. Knowing his estate and knowing how much was involved, knowing that at some point he had a, over a three million dollar company and and had a wife, he had a child. Um, did you find it unusual when he died that he didn't have any signed or executed will? I think that he did not realize that when you divorce, your will becomes invalid. And I just think it was just a piece that maybe he just was not aware of. So as you're understanding, prior to the divorce, there was, in fact, an executed will. Yes. And he just never took the time to take care of that subsequent. I guess he did not. Okay. 